Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Derek Kenyonberg. I am the host of Walk by Faith. We are in the first day of February, February the 1st, 2019, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. <laughs> I, 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 Before you know it, the summertime will be here, you know, so to speak, because... January looked like it came and didn't even stay whatsoever. And here in the state of Florida, sometimes you can't even remember or it can even tell that it's even winter time. I mean, it's hot one day and then it's cold the next day. And before you know it, spring will be here. And then the beautiful months in which we can all go outside and enjoy God's creation will be here. Because quite frankly, I do not like going outside when it's cold out so but this is um this is indeed a great day and the reason that I say it's a great day is because you're alive I'm alive you're able to hear this broadcast because we have to always keep in mind there are people out there who did not wake up this morning there are people out there who are going through really really tough time periods in their life um I can actually think of somebody at this moment who's going through a really tough time period in her life along with her family, and I pray for her every single day because you just never know a person's situation. So if God has blessed you and he's kept you, I want you to always you know, put God first. Keep him in mind and never, ever forget that he is the one that provides for you. He's the one that cares for you. And he's the one that pretty much takes care of you, okay? Now, over the past couple of days, in fact, this entire week, Walk by Faith has increased with its listeners, you know, dramatically, actually, then, especially since the month of December. Um, viewers are actually listening. People are sharing the podcast. I've mentioned this in previous podcasts as well. I'm very grateful and I'm very thankful for each and every one of you who tune in and each and every one of you who take the time to actually share the message because every episode is a message. Let's always keep that in mind. This is not a sermon. This is not church. This is a message from the Word of God. This is a message from the Holy Spirit who dwells within me. This is a message from him who wants to see you in a better situation, who wants to see you come to repentance, who wants to educate you spiritually, okay? And I, I take this podcast really, really serious. You know, I give it my all, I give it my heart, I give it everything in which um, I, I, I possess. I always dedicate at least two days out of the week to put aside so I can get on this podcast and deliver a message to God's people because we're living in a day and an age right now that people are hurting and people want to hear truth people want to hear encouragement people want to know an alternative to their life because in this life it's not hopeless there is hope and that hope is in Christ Jesus so today's episode is going to be on a topic in which I myself admittedly struggled with many years ago, many years ago, 
And I won't even say that I'm 100% over it, that I still battle with it, but it's nowhere near where it was. God has really done the work in my life to help me get over this particular sin. And that sin is unforgiveness, which is the title of today's episode, Unforgiveness, the Sin That Destroys You. Yes, unforgiveness, ladies and gentlemen, absolutely, with all certainty, can destroy you. And some people may may be scratching their heads right now, and they may be wondering, how in the world can unforgiveness destroy me? Well, you have to keep in mind, unforgiveness hardens the heart. It destroys all reconciliation. All possibilities of mending together wrongdoings. And it keeps that, that, that stony part of your heart there. And it suppresses circulation to you. Spiritual circulation will say to you. Okay? When you are in a situation to where you have gotten to where you won't forgive somebody. Like you just refuse to forgive somebody. That resides in your heart for as long as you allow it to. And unforgiveness eventually it eventually evolves into resentment. And then resentment eventually evolves into hatred. And you know hatred is like probably the absolute worst thing you can do. Next to actual murder I guess in the physical. You know, hating somebody is murder of the heart, spiritual murder. And you have people out here in this world who throw these terms around so loosely. I hate you. I hate that. I hate this. I won't forgive you. I won't forgive you. I refuse to forgive you. Like, I've had conversations with people and... There's going to be a lot of scenarios I talk about in this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So this is going to be a little different. But there, there have been people I've had conversations with who have straight up told me, I hate my mother or I hate my father. I hate my sister, my brother. I hate my wife. I hate my husband. I mean, I've heard this. I've heard this. I've heard people say, I, I, I will never forgive my, my mother for what she said to me. Or, I, I will never forgive my father for what he's done to me. And I understand that there are things in this life that we, as humans, I'm going to say humans, because there's always going to be two standards the standards of God and the standards of man, okay? And as people, as humans, whether we want to admit it or not, we oftentimes put our standards and our views above God's when that is absolutely blasphemous and it's crazy to do so. How dare we say that the way we view life is more better than the way that God views life? 
Or how can we say our standards are higher than his standards? So that being said, a lot of times we we take certain situations and we say, you know, I could never forgive somebody for that. Like, I would never forgive somebody for that. And this may rub some people the wrong way, but regardless of what I'm talking to Christians, I'm talking to the believers right now. But regardless of what has been done to you or what somebody said to you, you should always practice forgiveness. Some people say that's a sign of weakness. I don't see anything weak about it because it takes an absolutely strong person to forgive an individual who has done them wrong. It takes a very strong person to put aside the, the, the inconcilable differences in which they have with somebody. It takes a strong person to try and least, at least try to forget about what somebody did to them. And I know that's easier said than done. I know it's not easy to forgive and forget. You know, the Bible doesn't say forget, but it does say forgive. But I feel that true forgiveness and if the Lord gives you perfect peace, he will help you cope and deal with a situation. You may not necessarily forget it completely. You know, our minds are just not that feeble, but I believe that he can allow us to live with certain things and allow us to go forward instead of holding on to grudges and anger and fury and unforgiveness. Because unforgiveness can destroy you, folks. There's several passages here that will tell us this. But before I get into those passages, I want to open with this one particular verse out of the book of John, John 15, 20. And if you would, go ahead and get your Bible, tablet, physical Bible, phone, laptop, whatever the case may be. Go ahead and get your Bible. Follow along. Follow along. I always encourage people to follow along. Don't just listen, but follow along, okay? John 15, 20. I'm going to open with this. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my words, they will keep yours also. So what jumps out at me here is really verse yeah, it's, it's the same verse of 20, the part where it says, a servant is not greater than his master. Believers in Christ, we follow Jesus. He is our Messiah. He is the resurrected Savior, the King, God in the flesh. He is our master. Scriptures here tell us that we are not greater than our master. If Jesus was persecuted and he went through Basically, hell, just so we can be saved. And if he told us to forgive others, how dare we live our lives 
as if we are better than our master by holding on to unforgiveness. How dare we? Again, I know that it's not easy for all situations. You may be you may be able to forgive somebody to forgive somebody who um opens the car door on your door and puts a dent in your door. You may be able to forgive somebody for that. But could you forgive somebody for murdering your mother? Could you forgive somebody for raping your daughter? Could you forgive somebody for breaking into your house and stealing your possessions? Could you forgive somebody for getting you fired from your job? Could you forgive somebody for for just things in which ideally we feel that we couldn't? Because there's always going to be that uh, a certain category that things fall into that when people say, I can't, I cannot forgive you for this. I just can't. I just can't. But my question is, why not? Some people may, may be listening right now and saying in their head, well, you don't understand my situation. You don't understand where I'm coming from. You have never been through what I've been through. Well, maybe I haven't had any of those horrible things happen to me. But if it's one thing I do know is that the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit is a whole lot more powerful than our will and our ability to forgive naturally. And a lot of those things in which I named, you are, there's no way you probably can forgive in your flesh. There's no way you probably can forgive on your own. You will definitely have to seek God wholeheartedly for him to help you forgive. You would you're definitely going to have to help have him help you. There's to, because there's a certain things that we alone as believers simply can't do. Because there are people who have been in this situation. There are. And they have found it in their hearts to forgive. Those are the individuals that we need to, to admire right there. Because, number one, it takes a strong person to forgive somebody who's done something horrendous to them. It takes a person who has a tremendous amount of faith in God to forgive somebody who's done something terrible to them. But it's also one of those battles in which I know for a fact we cannot fight on our own. We're going to go to the book of Mark now. Mark 11, verse 25. And it reads, And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive your sins. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father who is in heaven forgive your sins. Now, again, going back to the title of this episode, Unforgiveness, the Sin That Will Destroy You. 
This verse right here says it all. If we don't forgive others, God will not forgive us. If God does not forgive us of our sins, then we will be condemned to eternal damnation. That's destruction, folks. It's a hard pill to swallow. It's a very hard pill to swallow. I understand. But the scriptures are clear as day. I don't believe that God would ask us to do something in which he didn't think we could do. I don't believe he would ask us to do something that he had no intentions of intentions of helping us along with. God loves us. He's not going to say do something and then just hope for the best. Do something on your own power. You've heard me say in plenty of broadcasts that God is with us. He is with you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to give you the words to speak. He's going to give you the ideas to perform the actions. He's going to be there with you. He's going to help encourage you and build up that spiritual strength that you need to forgive. This is serious, people, because if we don't forgive somebody for when they've done us wrong, we won't be forgiven. Just think about it for a second. What if you were in a situation and you did something to hurt somebody? And I mean, you really hurt them. Wouldn't you want that person to, and, and to forgive you, especially if you are, you know, from the bottom of your heart, you're sorry. You wish you had never done it. You regret it with all of your heart and all of your, your mind and all of your soul. You, you just wish that whatever you did never happened, but you did it. Wouldn't you want that person to forgive you? I'm sure you would. And the individuals that have done us wrong, in most cases, feel empathy. And some of them do feel sorry. But if they're exercising that, and we see that they're holding up the white flag, we need to forgive them. That doesn't mean you have to like them. That doesn't mean you have to be around them. That doesn't mean that you have to put up with them. That doesn't mean you have to talk to them. Just don't hold on to the hatred and the anger and the unforgiveness. You got to release that. You got to let that go. So that you can be free. So that you can be forgiven. Because we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have done wrong. We all have done things that we regret. Everybody. It does not matter what walk of life that you're from. doesn't matter your nationality, your age. We all have done something to upset somebody and to put somebody on edge to where they don't like us. We've all messed up. So when somebody messes up against you, forgive. Say it once, say it again, probably the third time I know it's, it's not going to be easy. Let's just put emphasis on that. 
Everything in life is not going to be easy. This is probably one of the most difficult things that you probably will ever have to do. Depending on what has happened to you, depending on what you've been through in your life, it's going to be tough. Moving on to Ephesians 4, verses 31 and 32, and it reads, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, outbursts, blasphemies, malice be taken away from you and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also forgave you. The scripture says, stop being bitter. Put it away. Let it go. Let the wrath go. Plotting to get revenge. Stop it. Let it go. Put the anger away. The the madness, the, the vicious thoughts, the maliciousness. Put it away. The outbursts. The screaming, the the venting on social media, the, the going out causing havoc in public. You've got to stop. Because it solves nothing. Nothing. Scripture says, let it be taken away from you. Purify your hearts, ladies and gentlemen. Be kind to one another. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. Forgiving one another, I say. And the most powerful part of this verse right here. Just as God in Christ also forgave you. We have to always remember. Because I know some of us forget. I know some of us get lost in immersion and we get lost in our emotions and we get lost in our thoughts and our feelings. And the fact that these people hurt us and these people may have stolen from us and taken things from us. We get caught up in that so deeply that we forget what the word of God says when he says that God and Christ has also forgiven you. He forgave us. He forgave me. He forgave everyone. No servant. Is greater than his master. You are not greater than Christ. What somebody did to you was nothing than what the, the Pharisees and the Romans did to Christ. Don't ever put yourself above the Savior. Humble yourself, Christian. Know your place. And follow. What the Lord says, he would never direct us to do something that is detrimental to our lives. He would never direct us to do something that's going to embarrass us or hurt us. Because remember, God wants the best for us. And he knows that holding on to anger and bitterness and and, and wrath and and, and blasphemous thoughts and malice all conjures up the unforgiveness and it hardens the heart. And you are no good to anybody if your heart is hard. Let it go. Let it go. There's no point in hanging on. There's no point in constantly bringing things up. The past is the past. Is it easy? No. No, it's not. I can tell you from experience. Absolutely not. It's not easy at all. But with God, all things are possible. Let us never forget that.
All things are possible, I said with God. All things. Remember that. Capital A-L-L. All things. Do not put a barrier on the abilities and the power of the Most High God. Moving on to Hebrews 12, verse 14. Pursue peace with all men and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Another scripture in the book of Psalms says, Blessed is the peacemakers. Peace. Do you think that there is a possibility that there will ever be peace in your heart if you practice unforgiveness? Do you ever believe that you will ever have peace if there's somebody that you're holding a grudge against? If there's a situation in which you can't stand and you have decided that you are going to hate and hold on to and not forgive, do you believe that peace will ever reside in your life? When the scripture says pursue peace with all men, You know, just because you pursue peace and just because you may forgive somebody, that other person may not forgive you. Just just keep that in mind when you practice forgiveness. That other person is not obligated to forgive you. The other person is not obligated to want to share and engage in peace with you, but that's not your problem. That is their problem. God will deal with them. You worry about you. If there's something you're going to let go of, you let it go. And it's over with. If somebody wants to hold on to it, let them. If they want to be foolish, let them. If they're not smart enough to see that you are rational enough and logical enough and forgiving enough to let a situation go and they still want to hold on to it, then they need Christ themselves because they don't know perfect love and they've never known peace. Pursue peace with all men, ladies and gentlemen. Peace gives us clarity, helps us sleep at night. There's some people who wake up angry, who wake up Bitter, just mad at the world. Let's move on to Colossians 3, verses 12 and 13. And it says, so embrace as the elect of God, holy and beloved, a spirit of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness and long suffering, bearing with one another and forgive one another. If anyone has a quarrel against anyone, even as Christ forgave you, so you must do. You know, once again, the Lord is putting emphasis on the fact that if anybody does something to you, you know, always remember that Christ, Christ forgave you. So you must do the same. I mean, you know, as a believer, how many times, how many times have you fell into sin after being saved? How many times have you rebelled against the Lord since you've been saved? How many times have you drifted away from him? You stop reading your Bible. You stop going to church. You stop evangelizing. You stop talking about Christ. You stop praying. How many times have you done that in your walk with the Lord, but then... You feel that conviction that you need to come back to Christ. 
and then you get on your knees and you repent and you and you ask for forgiveness and he immediately forgives you immediately it's not a um no i think i'm gonna wait since you took so long to come back to me i'm gonna go ahead and let you suffer a little bit more i'm gonna go ahead and go over here and take care of this with my with my faithful um son or daughter in christ while you um just think about what you did and i'll forgive you later that's not christ that's not christ if there's anything that you've done he will forgive you immediately and if he's so quick to forgive, he tells us that we must do the same. We may not be able to forgive as fast, but we have to forgive. Scripture up here says we have a we need a spirit of mercy, a spirit of mercy. A spirit of kindness, a spirit of humbleness of mind, a meekness, long suffering. We need spiritual help spiritual help folks you cannot do everything in the flesh the flesh by itself is extremely weak it's very weak moving on to John 4 verse 20 if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For whoever does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Now this one should hit home to a lot of people out there, to a lot of believers. Some of you say that you love Jesus with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, that you love God Almighty. But you may hold a grudge against somebody that you know. You may dislike somebody that you work with or a relative or whatnot. You may exercise hate. Scripture here says if you do that, you don't love God. You can sit up and you can debate, you can argue. But your point is invalid to the word of God. It's clear. If you love God, you are supposed to love other people. And if you love other people, practicing forgiveness should not be something that's that difficult. We need to always remember that. If you love the Lord, you love others. But if you hate, if you claim you love God, but you're sinning and unforgiveness and bitterness against somebody you may want to check your salvation and repent final verse will be in the book of Romans Romans 12 verse 19 and it reads beloved do not avenge yourselves but rather give place to God's wrath for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. This is a great time for me to go ahead and tell you, everybody out there, a little story about a scenario that happened to me, I want to say almost about nine and a half years ago. And 
it's a it's a situation that I always think about when the when the when the term vengeance is mine comes up because God definitely definitely showed me that that was true you know a little bit before I got saved you know I was working the job and I had you know of course several co-workers at that job and there was one in particular guy who I was working with who pretty much made up in his mind that he wanted to have the highest position in the company. And I don't really see a problem with somebody wanting to climb up in the ranks. I mean, who doesn't want to come up? But it's the way that some people go about it is where I have a problem with This individual decided that he was going to tell some lies on me and another co-worker, a female co-worker, and basically said that I was stealing and that she was stealing. And the theory was basically in hopes of, you know, we will both get terminated. But, you know... You know, in order to accuse somebody of something like that, you need evidence. You need evidence, and it there needs to be some, there needs to be more than just your word because terminating somebody from a job is a very, very difficult and serious matter. But once this individual said what he said as far as me stealing and her stealing, you know, going back to the the um, director. The director kind of gave him a look, like a smug look. He was like, are you serious? Are you really? And the reason that he gave him this look is because the director, know he knew me pretty well. He knew me really well. He knew the type of person that I was, even though I wasn't saved. I was not like, you know, I just, I had some sort of integrity. Okay, I still believe in doing the right thing. So he knew the type of character that I had. He knew what I stood for, at least at the time. And he just simply could not see that happening. So nothing nothing became of it. But when I learned that he tried to do this, he tried to get me fired, I was so infuriated so mad so angry that I I wanted to get physical that's how upset I was because this person was trying to get me fired from my job um, I have bills to pay I have family to take care of and this person tried to ruin all of that so I fell into unforgiveness I still had to work with this person. I still had to see this person every day. For nearly a for nearly 6 months to a year, I did not say a word to this person. I would not look his way. If I saw him coming inside of the building, I would go the other direction. 
I would detour just so I could not be around him because it was basically in both of our best centuries that we did not encounter each other because I didn't want to let my emotions get the best of me. I did not want to do something that would legitimately get me terminated. So instead, I chose to avoid this person just for the sake of, you know, not starting trouble. The other person, the other person that he lied on, the woman ended up quitting. She quit her job because she couldn't handle it. But for me, I stayed, did my job, went on about my my, my life. But there was still unforgiveness there. There was still bitterness there. I had nothing good to say about this individual. Now, when I came to Christ, when I came to Christ, I was still holding on to that. And then I remember one of the first things that the Lord delivered me from was that particular situation. I came to work one day, and he was there. And I I remember exactly what I was doing. I was actually exercising at the time because I worked in a gym. And he came walking up to me, and I did not know what to expect. I didn't know whether this guy was, was like, <laughs> I didn't know whether he reached a breaking point. I don't know whether he decided that he was just going to just not take it anymore. I was I just didn't know what to expect. He came to me and he said, "You know, I just want to tell you that I really admire you. And I wish I could do the things that you do." And achieve the things in which you have achieved. I just wanted to let you know that. That's what he told me. And I responded, thank you very much. And that was pretty much that. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, you know, I'll make your enemies your footstool. And going back here to, to Romans 12, verse 19, when the, when the Lord says, vengeance is mine, don't, don't, don't act, don't do anything. Let me take care of this. I failed to mention that this individual has an extremely big ego, very narcissistic, very high-minded. And for him to come down a lot a lot of notches into humble be humble and to tell me what he told me was a big deal because that was no one but the lord and that was him showing me that i'll make your enemies your footstool you forgive and i'll take care of the rest because vengeance is mine when we take vengeance in our own hands Usually doesn't turn out too well. Usually the authorities get involved. And then there's oh, then we got more problems. But when you let God do it. He'll show you. 
that vengeance really is mine. Ultimately, this individual ended up getting fired about six months later because of the very same thing he accused me of stealing. He got caught stealing and he was terminated. He caused a scene. He ran his mouth. He did everything. But the fact is he was let go of for the very thing he tried to pin on somebody else. This is what happened when I chose to forgive when I forgave somebody, when the Lord assisted me to forgive him because I couldn't do it on my own. But since I forgave this individual, God showed me exactly what he did, was going to do. Since then, I've seen him a handful of times. I personally... I've really forgotten about the situation. It's even gotten to the point that when I see his face or if I see him somewhere, I really don't even think about that anymore. I've literally almost forgot, almost have forgotten about it. But it's no longer in my heart. It's no longer in my mind. It's no longer something that I'm upset about. I'm really over it. You know, God can do the same thing for you. Whatever it is you're holding against somebody, God can take that, help you get rid of it, and show you that vengeance is his. But you holding on to unforgiveness is not going to help you. It's going to destroy you. Because the Lord says, you know, God forgave us through Christ and we need to forgive each other. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But it's definitely something that we need to practice. Forgiveness is a beautiful thing. And it's a liberator. For tension and anger and hatred. Which are things in which we don't even need to be involved with. God bless everybody out there. I hope this broadcast has opened the eyes of somebody out there who is holding grudges and who has fallen into the sin of unforgiveness. You don't have to be that way. You can let it go. There's always hope. Be sure to share this podcast with somebody out there in which you feel is practicing unforgiveness. Because the Lord wants to set you free today. But the choice is yours. I will see you all on Sunday for our prayer. God bless everybody. Have a blessed day.